It's extra drama for book number 41, Outcast. Hi, welcome back to Sweet Valley Diaries. I'm your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and with me again is Megan Tripp. Hi, Megan. Hi. That was, I felt very like professional radio just now. I, I was channeling <laughs> my, my inner my inner podcast host, I guess. Um, <laughs> it was in there all along. <laughs> yes, a good thing to channel when you're hosting a podcast, probably. Um, so, Megan, you and I uh, recorded uh, an episode of your podcast, uh, Not Another Bad Movie Podcast, I guess, was that earlier this year? I guess it was. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's Oof. been the longest year and we're only in July. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it was about, oh, it was actually towards the beginning of all this, wasn't it? Because I remember it being such a wonderful distraction. Like, it was <laughs> so much fun to, like, at, I mean, a, a distraction is still very welcome. But at that point, sure. it was like, Oh my god! Like it was such a relief to to be thinking about something specific and like yeah. not related to the world in general or <laughs> pandemics uh, or like lockdowns or anything for like a, yeah. you know, a few hours. And the movie we watched was about high schoolers being mm-hmm. mischievous, mischievous. <laughs> yeah, I think is how you're supposed start- to say that. Either way. <laughs> yeah, they start off, like, pranking, and that ends up with, like, murder that they have to cover up in yeah. the way that a lot of Lifetime things are. <laughs> I was thinking about... So, the uh, Gladiators, if you want to listen to the episode, I mean, you could listen to all of Megan's podcast, but this one is called Insta Psycho. Um, but you had mentioned in this book that they gave away the fact, in the book Outcast that we read yeah. for this week, that they gave away the twist early on in the book by mm-hmm. having us see that Buzz was up to no good and wasn't really being serious with Molly. He was just using her. And that happened in InstaPsycho. I remember they, yeah. they gave away a big thing at the beginning, the first shot of the movie by showing that someone is going <laughs> to fall off a cliff and, and die when yeah. that easily could have been a huge shock when we got there. Right. But instead we were just <laughs> <No>. waiting. <laughs> waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And that's like a pretty climactic moment of the movie <laughs> that they just spoiled. So in that spirit, it seems like there's already some things that this book has in common with like a Lifetime movie or the kind of movies that you watch for your show. So I yeah. thought it could be fun to like think about uh, how this book might be as the Lifetime movie. Like, would it work, do you think? Oh, for sure. I think we'd start with like the car chase and then we'd like do that thing where you're like a few days before and then we go back to the memorial service for Regina. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good question because I guess if you were going to have a movie, this is one of the more serialized of the books. Yeah. And this one, like we said, it's in in TV, we would call it a direct pickup. You know, it's the, Mm -hmm. the next moment of the story. So I actually think that out of or on the edge would probably make a better... Well, I say a, I was going to say a better Lifetime movie, except that On the Edge is not a Lifetime movie. It's like a health class anti-drug movie. Yeah. An after school special. Yeah. I think maybe if you put both of them together, On the Edge and Outcast, you could have like one movie. Because this did feel like 
the second half of a book. <laughs> like, fortunately, I did listen to the episode about On the Edge. So I Thank like knew you. what was going on. But like, I even so it because we don't really know this co- character Molly very much. You know, I don't know how she seems like a minor character in the last book. So it's kind of strange that we're focusing so much on her and it's like, oh, it yeah, is. you already care about her. And it's like, I don't, I don't know who this girl is. It is strange. I mean, she's a minor character in book 40 and she is someone we had never heard of before book 40. I mean, we never yeah. heard of Justin Belson before book 40, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's yeah. always possible with these things that you miss people like in the, there was some girl named Chrissy something in the last super edition that I read. And I said in that episode that we'd never heard of her before, but I immediately was doubting that like, Oh, well, maybe she was in the background of some other scene where yeah. she was name dropped, but I just, she didn't have a, a moment. So her name didn't stick with me, but yeah. yeah Cause there's a lot of moments in sweet Valley high where it's like, and then they went to the dairy shack or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And here's 50 people who were there. And you're like, okay, thanks for this list of 50 people. (laughs) You're right. That's that's why that's the real reason that I know these characters names so well, other than Justin (laughs) Belson, I guess, is that yeah, you see them, you read them over and over and over again, (laughs) described over and over again. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like if, if Regina died at like the midpoint, then the rest of the movie could be about Molly having to deal with the fallout of that. Yeah. But we would definitely have to have more Molly in the first part of the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, why are we following this character now? Oh, yeah. Oh, and that would be interesting, too. Like, if if we had On the Edge, but it was told from more like Molly's point of view. Oh, Yeah. Because she becomes our protagonist later, so just start with her. Or start yeah. with Justin, because Justin is kind of the person who ties both stories together. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe at the beginning we could have Justin and Molly, like, have a fight, like, have a big fight over how Molly's gotten involved in a bad crowd. And mm-hmm. then Molly watches Justin get close to this other, like, preppy girl who seems really sweet, but is, like, very, like, goody two-shoes. And then Molly gets them all, like, embroiled in her, like, kind of accidentally, because we've got Jan. Oh, we didn't talk very much about Jan <laughs> in the main episode. But where the hell is Jan because the thing is Molly and Jan are friends like Molly could have turned to Jan for support I mean Jan would have that that would have sent her the same place that Buzz sent her because Jan is bad news but like what's what's Jan's reaction to Regina's death that's what I want to (laughs) know I like I feel like they didn't mention it but maybe her parents like sent her to military school like (laughs) that's it young lady you're dead (laughs) Well, what would we do with Jan in our mo- Lifetime movie of these books? Would she change after the death, or would she be, like, a bad influence on Molly? Continued bad influence. I kind of feel like she's, other than she's helping goad uh, Regina, like, she's not important enough a character we could eliminate her entirely. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe. The only thing I could think of was if Jan was never really Molly's friend. So when Molly needs a friend because she's an outcast at Sweet Valley High, Jan is just like, 
I'm tired of your belly aching. Like, just <laughs> move on with your life. Like, Jan doesn't really want to, like, deal with Molly. Like, as soon as Molly's in a bad spot, Jan's gone, you know? Yeah. And then that would really show Molly how, I don't know, <laughs> how bad things. Like, she needs another reminder that her life sucks. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I stand by that. Could we make it, would it have to be the 80s or could it be 20? I mean, it could, nothing happens and no no parties are happening in 2020, but <laughs> let's say present present day, non-pandemic sure. present day. Um, Not really. I mean, I guess her mom could take away her cell phone and then that's why no one is able to contact her through texting her or whatever. Ooh, yeah. Or, um, I mean, like, she has to close all of her accounts because everybody is, is like, it's like an unfriended thing where, every, isn't the unfriended the one where the, the girl, <laughs> is, she, the ghost was basically ridiculed by everybody uh-huh. for, like, pooping on, <laughs> at a party or something. <laughs> pooping her pants. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, gladiators, for bringing this up, but I had a feeling that Megan might know if what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, actually, but it's like that. So <laughs> the link here, what I'm getting at is not that yeah. Molly becomes a ghost and haunts somebody's uh, Zoom room, but that, um, but that, uh, like forcing all the teens of Sweet Valley to kill themselves uh, against their will on camera. Um, but instead <laughs> that Molly is so cyber bullied and like cyber hated on and like her, like doxxed essentially by mm-hmm. her, um, by the Sweet Valley High people that she has to close all of her accounts and, and her parents take, yeah, her parents take her, her internet access away and she doesn't want to be on there anyway. Cause right. it's too painful. So how does Buzz get in touch with her? Is she, like, out and about, and he catches her, and he's like, hey, lady. (laughs) Maybe they have a landline. They do have a landline, and he still calls the landline. (laughs) Sure, why not? Why not? And the mom can't interfere because she's still single mom working. Yeah, that works. I don't know. I feel like Kelly's couldn't exist now. They don't need Kelly's, though. Yeah. They can meet somewhere else. You know, they can have some other scuzzy hangout they go to, right? (laughs) Like maybe a dilapidated mall. <laughs> we could make Buzz twenty one. Okay. And then he can well he can't buy he can't go in because he's being but like He could have know. a fake ID <laughs> and she could have a real ID and if she's eighteen No. She's not eighteen. <laughs> she also has a fake ID. <laughs> they could meet up at the apartment. And he could ask her to, like, bring beer. I don't know. Yeah. Why didn't they just meet at the apartment? I don't understand why they even (laughs) had to go to to Kelly's. Kelly's? I guess he doesn't want her to know where he is. Because maybe he doesn't trust her. Yeah. We don't need Kelly's. They can be anywhere. They don't need to be drinking. And he brought the pot with him. So it's not like they need the beers from Kelly's. And he makes her (laughs) buy them because he doesn't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they they can meet at the apartment, and he's, you know, still giving her all those same lines about, oh, we need to run away together. 
I feel like if you're going to run away from the cops, though, you need to go to, like, the Appalachian Trail or something. Like, you can't cross borders. <laughs> well, isn't that the point, though? Like, you cross the border so that they you're out of the jurisdiction of the cops that are looking for you? I guess that's true. But, like, if you're a fugitive, how easy, easy is it to cross border? I guess, like, they don't necessarily, like, have an APB out for him. So he would doesn't just seem like the they're looking for him that hard because if they were hard, really, yeah. he's a teenage like he's a presumably teenage boy in a small town. Like it's really ridiculous. <laughs> they haven't found <laughs> they him, him at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think yeah. I think, and he doesn't seem like he's that smart. Like to be able to stay no. out of their uh, their yeah. His whole plan radar. is like let's go to Mexico and have lots of money with us to see how long we can last, and I'll get some. I don't know. I a guess he'll continue to run drugs in Mexico. I don't yeah. Know. A funny thing about Southern California is that it really wouldn't take much longer. If It might even take less time to get from Sweet Valley to the border of Mexico than it would to get to, like, Arizona. I guess you could go to – they could go to, like, Vegas. Like, they could have driven to Nevada pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. And then, then yeah, then they'd be across state lines and it would be the same story, like – I mean, I don't know how this law stuff works, but <laughs> it's more fun if they're going to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did it. We cracked it. <laughs> yeah, I think we could still have like a the charity college fund thing. That doesn't really need a change. Um, yeah, I think the Wakefields would be much less uh, prominent <laughs> characters in our yeah. movie. <laughs> we wouldn't really need them at all. You, you don't need them at all, really, because Justin is the one. If he like manages to feel bad on his own, and no one else needs to like persuade him to feel bad, or Nicholas could talk to him. Okay. That would be cool. I mean, because really, one of the reasons that Elizabeth is a character who everybody can talk to is so that she can factor into these minor character books, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we see it time and again, where it's just sort of like, they're bending over backwards to make the books partly about Elizabeth and <laughs> Jessica. Nicholas could just be the one who decides to talk to Justin. You wouldn't really, you could talk about like, the fact that there's like a college fund, but it would just be like kind of in the background for color. It wouldn't really be about Jessica at all. And yeah, we wouldn't obviously talk about Manuel and Miss Bacon. <laughs> no. <who> cares? <laughs> right. That would not come up at all because they do not factor into the, the story. Yeah. I think it, I think it works. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Did, was there anything else about Outcast that you wanted to talk about? I guess like the main thing that like struck me is how they talk about Regina's handicap. <laughs> that was pretty cringy mm-hmm. throughout. But like other than that, there's nothing that stood out for me except for me like yelling at Molly all the time like you could get the police to show up at Kelly's and then become a hero. Like you don't have to go talk to Buzz. <laughs> don't talk to Buzz. He's bad news. Yeah. She makes really bad choices. Like cuz yeah. you could see a version of of Molly's life, Molly's situation where she, rather than taking solace in Buzz, she wants to like prove herself by turning him in. Yeah. You know, she wants to be the, she wants to like take, take revenge on Buzz for ruining yeah. her life. Cause like, I don't know how close they were in the last book. I mean, they know each other. She invites him. I don't to the think party they're very close. 
Yeah, she, he's, he's just her drug her dealer. Drug dealer, right? It's <laughs> like pusher. I like you, right? Yeah, I like you because you get me drugs, but it's not like I know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that would have been a much more empowered version of a character <laughs> whose like main character trait is that she's beaten down and feeling powerless. So yeah, it would have been fun to watch her to watch her take her power that way. And, like, not need Elizabeth and Justin to intervene. But I think the book is meant to be a lesson to all the potential Justins and Elizabeths out there as much as it is for the potential Mollies, you know? Yeah. Like, think about how you're treating people that you think of as scummy. Like, there is probably some kind of a moral we could apply to modern day stuff, too. You know, if people are doing things that make you want to... (laughs) I'm going down like a rabbit hole here, but I just feel like some, like, even there is so much that we could talk about with, you know, behaviors that make us mad and make us want to write off entire groups of people and like, but probably keeping the dialogue open is a more effective thing than, uh, I don't know, scorching the earth. If you want to try to, if if you care about saving a person, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, if, if that person is, like, you think friendless, and they're still, like, young, and there's hope for them, I would be willing to, like, invest in them more than somebody. Like, I don't know if everyone is always worth investing in, but usually, if you don't know which way to go, being kind is probably a better option. <laughs> yeah, I think we can agree on that, at least. <laughs> being kind probably a better option awesome well megan thanks so much again for being a part of uh sweet valley diaries and being um this season five premiere guest uh reader Uh, (laughs) do you want to plug one more time for the listeners where they can find you online sure uh, it's not another bad movie podcast and you can find it in all the usual spots you get podcasts or at not another bad movie podcast.libsyn.com. Um, and you can follow the show on Twitter at NABM podcast. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks um, so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Uh, hang in there. <laughs> I'm glad that you're uh, alive and well. well one always hopes (laughs) (laughs) one always hopes to be alive and well all right Uh, same goes for you gladiators i hope you're listening to this alive and well um until next time unless there's some ghosties listening from beyond the grave (laughs) oh my goodness okay (laughs) bye bye Oh, you're frozen. Can you still hear me? Are you Uh-oh. frozen? Is this me? Marissa, can you hear me? Uh-oh. I lost you. Oh, I lost internet. Yay. Okay. Okay.